Yeah. So, well, and the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump the way our circulatory system does. So it re- relies 100% on movement to yeah, to do its normal process. I mean, there's no there's no pump. It relies entirely on our normal daily movements and things like massage to get it to flow through the way it's supposed to flow. And um, it's just incredible the the reduction in puffiness that you can see. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We're so glad you're here. This is such a fantastic episode that was born really in an organic way. It started with Amanda and Cassie and I all being in a hot tub together at LEAD when we were over in Arizona. We're having this great conversation about gua sha because Amanda knows so much. She's not satisfied by just having a good a good treatment on herself. She needs to know the nitty gritty details. So her background in neuroscience and in biomedical research really played a role in her ability to dive into all of the things Chinese medicine and gua sha. And so we just knew we knew we had to record an episode. And then I got a chance to see her blog post about gua sha. And I knew she and I had to have a conversation. <laughs> She's my kind of person with all the right information and all the background research and, and everything to be able to show us all the details of gua sha. And if you get a chance, go to her Instagram at the curious coconut. You can see her before and after on her face, or you can go to her website, thecuriouscoconut.com. You can see her before and after as a gua sha. And it is absolutely astounding. And I've seen a lot of before and afters in my day. So I can tell you this is going to be a really cool experience. You're going to learn all about gua sha and what it is in the background of it. But I'm here to tell you a little bit about Amanda. She is the creator of the food and wellness website, The Curious Coconut, and best-selling author of Latin American Paleo Cooking. Stunning book. I got to flip through it for the first time the other day. It's a beautiful book. Definitely check it out. She's currently writing a fast and flavorful weeknight-friendly paleo cookbook due to release in early 2020, which I can't wait for because I know she's working super hard on it right now. But her professional background is in neuroscience, and she worked for more than a decade in biomedical research. So you'll find plenty of fascinating science tidbits in all of her work. She's the lead researcher for the online fertility, pregnancy, and parenthood program, Baby Making and Beyond. You probably heard us talk about this with Liz Wolf. At the age of 25, after the intense stress of grad school, she found herself facing many painful and scary health conditions, including debilitating hydradenitis suprativa, say that 10 times fast, prediabetes, IBS, hypertension, as well as being obese. Western medicine only offered her a dozen different drugs and a bleak outlook, knowing that there had to be a better way to feel better. She adopted a paleo diet, made lifestyle changes, and embraced Chinese medicine. This holistic approach allowed her to put the HS into remission, lost 80 pounds in a year, which she has maintained since 2010. You go, girl, and get off all of those medications. She was inspired to found The Curious Coconut in 2012 so that she could educate and empower people suffering through similar health struggles to take control and live healthier, happier lives. She talks about Chinese medicine, acupuncture, yoga, meditation, and ancestral nutrition and delicious real food recipes and holistic pet health. You can find her on Instagram under the Curious Coconut or thecuriouscoconut.com. She has a lot of information to be able to find things from a scientific approach that I really appreciate. And enjoy this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Okay, so we do a what's up on most of our episodes. So I want to know what's up with you like 
Like, what are you into? What's what's going on with your schedule? Like, what's tell me about what's kind of important to you lately? Where are you spending your time? Well, so this isn't public announcement yet, but by the time this airs, it will be. I'm writing a second cookbook Ooh. right now. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so excited. So so does that mean you haven't talked about this publicly with anybody yet? Not do we is this like an exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> I will announce it on my social media between this recording and when this airs. But yes. but yeah, no, it's um I'm working on another. So I, I work with Page Street Publishing. My first book with them is a was a bestseller on Amazon, Latin American Paleo Cooking, Ooh. and it's really good. And this second book, we don't have the title fleshed out just yet but it's oh it's still baby stages yeah well yeah i'm the, i'm in the, the thick of the writing process right now the thick of it it is amazing yeah we're there's it's so funny when you're when you're working on a cookbook there's just so much food like there's so many leftovers in my fridge right now oh my gosh why do you not live closer to i me? know i wish i <laughs> like i wish i had more um <laughs> of my friends that were close that like appreciate the fact that it's like paleo and allergen friendly and a lot of it's low carb and super nutrient oh dense, like all of that stuff, you know? Oh my gosh. So tell me what, is, what is the basis with this So the book? concept is fast and flavorful meals that you can make yes. in under 45 minutes. Um, Ooh. so really good for weeknights. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Are you making a book for me? <laughs> and <laughs> sounds like, it. um, really kind of focused on teaching, teaching you methods for how to cook a lot of different cuts of meat and then also a ton of different vegetables. I feel like Sometimes vegetables yes. can get neglected in paleo cookbooks a little bit. Um, yes. And they are such a, like a huge component of it. And they can be like real shining stars. So like, I'm so excited about all the vegetables. <laughs> oh, I'm like, so excited you're doing that because I feel like I, I want to have this push to like do more vegetables with my family, but it's i've noticed that my kid my kiddos don't do well with raw vegetables oh, no, yeah. like it really there needs to be either a some flavoring or it needs to be cooked because it needs to be a little broken down a little bit more yeah. like there's so much gas when it's a raw vegetable oh yeah i'm just like why would i do that to them again <laughs> you know so i am i'm pumped yeah. you haven't told me about the cooked vegetable part that's exciting oh yeah no it's and since we're going to be talking a lot about chinese medicine according to chinese medicine raw vegetables you really shouldn't eat that many of them because they're really hard on your system. Like, there's a reason. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. But that's actually... They are for me. That's actually one of the dietary prescriptions I've gotten in my, you know, time as a Chinese medicine patient is, like, don't eat raw vegetables oh. because they're really bad oh. for you. Like, me specifically. So you are well-versed in, like, the cooked vegetables. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> well, shoot. That's super exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited. It's going to come out early 2020. I don't have the release date just yet, but um, hopefully soon. Ooh, I can't wait. To, we'll definitely have you back on so you can like introduce like the full meal deal. No pun intended. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then otherwise, I, I'm the lead researcher for Liz Wolf and uh, Meg Reburn for their Baby Making and Beyond Fertility course. Oh, girl. You busy. Oh, man. You busy. It is. Yeah, I'm the lead research like gopher that I go and find all because I'm a neuroscientist, you know, by uh, <laughs> by professional training turned cookbook author. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, amazing. And just keeping up my website, thecuriouscoconut.com. And um, I'm all about some Instagram these days. I have a lot of fun on Instagram. You can find me. Oh, I think Instagram can be therapeutic for somebody like you that's so knee deep in like <laughs> data and writing. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Great to catch up. And I look forward to being a guest again in the future, sounds like. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, make sure you guys look for Amanda on The Curious Coconut on Instagram. I absolutely love that name. When I first saw your Instagram handle, I was like, that I can remember that, The Curious Coconut. Aww. That's super cute. <laughs> and you can check out her website. And she's got her gua sha. It is how to do facial gua sha is the one that I'm looking at right now. Mm -hmm and how to do facial gua sha for lymphatic drainage and anti-aging benefits. And that's on the curiouscoconut.com. You can check her out in our notes, in our show notes, and we'll be posting about it in our Instagram as well. Is there any other place they should look for you? Baby making and beyond. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook too. I have um, a couple of Facebook awesome. groups. and <gasps> Yes, <laughs> so I'm in that group. I love that group. <laughs> it's so handy. You guys post so many great recipes. Yeah, yes, it's it, it's all the best recipes for a reason. <laughs>
yeah there's a lot of great practitioners and there are people that are making cookbooks and all the great things so you can definitely find amanda there thank you so much yeah thank you All right, well, welcome to today's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We're so glad you guys are all here. We're so grateful to have this guest on. This is Miss Amanda Torres. I just want to call you the Curious Coconut because that's how I see you on Instagram. So you're just always the Curious Coconut to me. You can call me that. (laughs) The Curious Coconut. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been we, having some withdrawal from you and Cassie from our awesome I conversations know. that we had at LEAD in, in March. <laughs> I know. We were so lucky to spend some time in person together. I feel like that's not going to happen as often as we'd like. Yeah. But we had such a good conversation that Cassie and I, like, we have to have you on and we ha- we have to record this conversation. <laughs> I know. We basically did the podcast, but it was just a conversation yeah. there. And so now we're sitting yeah. down to do it formally. <laughs> Yeah, now we're actually recording, so we're glad we're glad you guys are listening. So, so today this is this whole episode is dedicated to Gua Sha. I said that wrong for like a year. <laughs> How did you say it? <laughs> I think I called it Gua Sha, or I don't, I don't, I said it wrong, and I remember being like, "Oh, I have been saying that really wrong," <laughs> or like Gua Shu, or like I was something totally wrong. So gua sha, like, can you, the reason why I came at you for this um, interview was I actually have learned so much about gua sha from you, even though I'd been introduced to the topic of kind of sort of what it was uh, for a long time. I mean, when I was in aesthetic school, we were introduced to the concept of it, but we spent more time discussing lymphatic drainage. Mm -hmm. So can you give me a quick, like, 101 rundown? What, what is gua sha? So gua sha is a traditional um, therapeutic modality in Chinese medicine. Um, It has a couple of different nicknames. It can also be called coining or skin scraping or pressure. Yeah, pressure stroking. Well, coining is interesting because a worn down old coin was something that was used in antiquity to to do it. So it's an, yeah, it's a kind of instrument assisted massage. And Hmm. the instrument is some kind of, usually these days, it's some kind of very pretty tool, um, often made out of a, like a semi-precious stone like jade or rose quartz. And you basically use it to scrape your skin. And it has all kinds of really fantastic and incredible benefits that you wouldn't think it would. <laughs> yeah. But um, Scraping just sounds abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels, so you can do it on your body and you pretty much anywhere on your body and you can do it on your face and it's become very trendy lately. Um, the facial mm-hmm. gua sha. And it's interesting that a lot of people don't even realize that it, that's not even the most, um, it, it, historically speaking, that's not the most, uh, like it's, it's more used on the body and the, the facial aspect oh. is, is kind of more modern and more recent. I couldn't find any scientific papers that talk specifically about facial gua sha there's a lot, Ooh. yeah. There's a lot of papers that talk about the body um, and the benefits that it has been done on the body. But um, oh man, can I just say that I'm so grateful that it's not coins anymore? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the idea of scraping a coin on my face just makes me like, oh, the just the the places it's been and. The, <laughs> But but you're right, though. All of the tools I've ever seen, at least recently, of gua sha tools are so pretty. Like there's something I would display. Yeah. They're pretty, especially yeah. the rose quartz. I love those. I mean, the jade's beautiful in itself, too. But what uh, what other kind of material do you, I mean, I mean besides coins, but what <laughs> other kind of material do you see gua sha tools being used with? So jade is pretty common. Rose quartz is pretty common. I've seen... Am- Why is that? Probably because of just the cost to produce them, and they're not mm. at least with the lower quality jade. Now, if you're talking about the really high end jade, like nephrite jade, then you get really pricey because it's just mm. a much pricier um, material. Um, amethyst, I've also seen tools made out of amethyst. Mm. Um, you can get them made out of stainless steel, which is nice oh. because then they they don't break. Yeah, I was gonna say the longevity would be. Honestly, man, that might not be a bad way to go for a beginner just because like I, I would be like I would probably I know people that would do this, too, that would not bring the tool out for fear of breaking it because it's so pretty. <laughs> I know. And your bathroom you is know? usually tile, right? So if you drop it, yeah. it's going to break and shatter. So 
Yeah, and like, don't we have some sort of like slippery material that's usually on the face? Like, oh, yeah. do you find that your tool gets slippery? Oh, you have to use a facial oil to do gua sha. You, you can't do right. it without an oil. So yes, it's mm. oil plus, you know, you're super relaxed at the end and, you know, the tool's slippery and there's the hard surfaces. It's just a disaster waiting to happen if you're not very careful. Um, I bet. I actually <laughs> lay a towel on the floor now. Oh, um, that's smart. Just... Because um, I've never dropped how, one of my how, tools, but... Oh, I was going to say, how many tools have you broken? But. <laughs> I haven't broken any yet. I'm just, I'm so careful with them because I don't want to break them. Um, oh, I saw an influencer on Instagram the other day talk, um, talk about her broken tool and it just made me so sad. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that just, because it was like her favorite tool and it broke in transit. She was like traveling and it broke. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, that's tough. Um, well, tell me a little bit about how you came to Gua Sha, like what um, and what kind of effect or um, impact it's had on your life. So I am a huge, huge believer in all things Chinese medicine. I was not always this way. Um, I kind of did a 180 in my view on where health com- comes from. I know your audience is pretty open to, you know, alternative medicine and, and non-conventional diets, all these things. So, um, and it was actually my acupuncturist who essentially prescribed it, or he just told me I needed to start doing it. Um, because it's a, it's a, it's a tool used in Chinese medicine. I've actually done or utilized gua sha on my body for many, many years, but it had never occurred to me to do it on my face until my acupuncturist told me oh specifically he told you to do your face i was thinking he was just introducing the concept to you but he was really very specific about it no he and he knew that i would do i mean my husband and i will trade back gua sha sessions um Mm -hmm. sometimes once a week depending on what's going on and if we need the the muscle release or the interesting thing is that doing gua sha on the back of your neck and upper back is a is a historically uh is traditionally used to ward off um illness like a cold or flu and I can tell you, oh. I can tell you from personal experience that it works. And there's actually some, um, you know, modern research done in, in the West. Uh, some of some of it's even been done at Harvard um, that supports this idea that it, it can help the immune system, which is so fascinating, that's right? Amazing. Scraping. A- yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, and I love that your background, that that's the first thing you point out, because that's the thing is I want to know. Like, <laughs> like, I know you guys heard Amanda's bio in the beginning, but I, I just love that you have that science background. So it matters to you that there's like data and that people are actually like trying to put a history behind it with data, scientific data. So mm-hmm. did, and was that did that play um, a part in your like following through with the prescription, so to speak, from the acupuncturist? Or did you just kind of go, you know what, I'm just going to try everything? Well, a little both. Um, I did, as soon as he told me to start doing it on my face, I immediately said, oh my gosh, I have to read more about this and see if there's any papers. Because I, I was well well versed in the evidence for doing it on your body and the anti-inflammatory effects it has on your body. But I didn't know about the face. Um, so I, I dug around. I didn't I didn't find anything. I said this already. I didn't find it. If anybody who's listening knows of a paper that actually oh, yeah. looks at specifically facial gua sha, please, please tell us. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Hop on to Jenny B. Beauty or Curious Coconut. Like send it. <laughs> send it. <laughs> um, but I also am just, you know, my, my current acupuncturist is just so incredible. He's never steered me wrong. Every suggestion he's ever given me has been so worth it for me to implement. And I'm one of those patients who will do what he says. I'm willing to do the hard work of like diet and lifestyle changes. You're the unicorn. (laughs) I am the unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started doing it. So the reason he wanted me to start doing it is because I was having some um, symptoms related to my eyes and vision. So some some dry eye, um, some light sensitivity, and then just lots of tender points and a feeling of stagnation in, um, Mm. around my eyes. And so I have this, I have a blog post that's like super comprehensive about gua sha. And in it, I, I put a bunch of pictures that show, um, the anatomy that we know from the Western world with lymphatics and muscles and, and everything. And then also, the Chinese medicine, the channels, the, the, where the acupuncture points lie and to see where, how they correspond to each other is pretty cool. 
to see. Ooh, yeah. I could dive into that. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see that the, the different um, schools of thought kind of come together. and, and Yeah, because that's my school of thought. Like, I, I've learned a lot about lymphatic drainage in the face through aesthetic work because that was the massage I learned. Facial massage was all lymphatic drainage. And mm-hmm. I, as a practitioner, have seen the results of lymphatic drainage on somebody's face from the time they laid down to the time they sat up from their facial mm-hmm. to be like, oh, okay, that was really impactful on the their way they look, the way their skin felt, yeah. the way they felt. Yep. It's, it's really impactful. Oh, yeah. And I see it every day I do gua sha. And I even do before and after photographs. Um, oh, my gosh. Your Instagram <laughs> post. I forever will continue to send people to your Instagram for that. It. I, I even had my 27-year-old brother, single male, <laughs> just out of college, really, had to look at it because I said, can you see I want you to look at her before and after and what do you see and he studied it like he's kind of a (laughs) like he's he's not a he really gets into like things so it's like if you're telling him to study something he's like okay I'm I'm really study he looked at it for a solid probably like three minutes he just looked at your picture and said nothing and I was just like what are you like is he seeing something anyway so and he handed the phone back to me and he was like whoa (laughs) that was the first thing out of his mouth he was like the difference between your, I think it's your right eye. Yeah, Is it your right eye. My that right was, eye was absolutely mind blowing to me. Like, if you guys get a chance, go to the Curious Coconut and check out her post. You'll 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 see it. It's a before and after of her face, and it it in what what time frame was that between the two pictures? Oh, that was just like a fifteen minute gua sha session. That's what I thought. Crazy, That's insane. It's That's insane. <laughs> And you were even surprised. I, right? I, yeah, I was shocked. I had been doing <laughs> all my before after photos with my eyes closed and just looking at my oh. cheeks and like my under eye area and like my lips. That's where, and like the nasolabial fold, um, you know, the little lines that we get that come out diagonally from yeah. our nostrils. Um, looking at that before and after. And then I just decided, well, let me try one where I'm looking at the camera and see if I notice a difference in my eyes. And, and then when I looked at the after, I was just like, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> because- oh, I feel like that is something that people need to see, because uh, especially coming from the medical aesthetic standpoint, that was one of the major things that we saw is that people coming in and being frustrated at the um, the unsymmetrical look of their face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our body has the capability of being symmetrical all on its own. If there's some, like, for instance, Botox, when you come in and you release the muscle, you relax the ability for it to, like, be tight or have tension to it, mm-hmm. It your body naturally will go to a more symmetrical-looking state, or at least more symmetrical than yeah. it was. So I feel like gua sha can be kind of the ultimate daily tool. And I'm all about, like, hey, man, let's put the power back into somebody else's hands. Like, if they have the knowledge and the tools to be able to um, affect their skin and their lymph and their muscles the way they want it to be. Yeah. Like in your case, tell us a little bit about your um, some of the th- symptoms that you were experiencing. You sent, mentioned like tenderness and things like that. And did you it was it specific to that eye that was um, your right eye that you saw results in or Bo- tell me a little bit more about that? Well, it was both of my eyes. So um it was both eyes that I was experiencing dry eye and, um, some eye irritation and sensitivity to light. And then the tenderness around the eye and the, the orbital bone all around the eye, there's, it's just a series of acupuncture points. And I learned this, this is actually pretty recent that I learned that, um, at least doctors in the U S aren't very keen on using those points to actually do acupuncture because oftentimes you'll have a black eye (laughs) because the, because the tissue is so thin and there's so much, um, vasculature and it's just kind of an inevitable thing that there's going to be some bruising. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, much better thing you could do would be gua sha to massage those areas, you know, release the muscular tension, move lymph, but also in terms of Chinese medicine to, to move chi, to alleviate stagnation in the acupuncture channels. And, um, mm. it's so, it, it's so interesting. It's, it's also very interesting to me. Um, yeah, I think that, um, there's a lot of conversation around the difference between like science and like woo woo. And I feel like this kind of like meets 
both it's like there's so much truth behind like the stagnation a lot of that can be at least in my experience the lymphatic drainage it's like if you can get those things moving which i'd imagine is pretty similar not the same but similar to your chi Mm -hmm. as well it's like stagnation in any respects in our body is just not the way it's supposed to be it's like we're supposed to have movement we're supposed to have whether it's like in our movement or in our blood vessels or our nerves or our, you know, our Mm -hmm. lymphatic drainage system. It's just that, that need to like, how can we keep the stimulation going in all those areas can be a real health marker, I think. Yeah. So, well, and the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump the way our circulatory system does. So it relies a hundred percent on movement to, to do its normal process. I mean, there's no, there's no pump. It relies entirely on our normal daily movements and things like massage to get it to flow through the way it's supposed to flow. And, um, it's just incredible. The, the reduction in puffiness that you can see. Right. Um, That's so true. And at least it was, I, I could see it right away in patients. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that I show inflammation in my cheeks until I started doing the facial gua sha and got curious because I'm the curious coconut after all and started doing my before afters (laughs) just to see like what is this doing to me and then I'm looking at my cheeks and it's like hello cheekbones hello (laughs) I know truth be told full disclosure guys I've been super interested in gua sha but I haven't started yet and I think this is just what I do I try to learn as much as I can about something before I implement I and it's not that I hesitate because I need to know more it's more of it's just I need to keep reminding myself that oh yeah I, this, I'm really excited about this. And it's like, man, that was one of the first things that um, I noticed when I was in the med spa world is that there are a lot more things out there that can be helpful to us to get like either physical or like appearance results. And I think this is such an important tool. Like, I feel like this is something that should be taught to like elementary school students. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you're starting to get sick. You can give yourself some your own gua sha and like move your lymph and things like that so I think it's pretty cool that you've done all this work yeah well and it is common in um in Asia though like it's 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 a very common even with children uh, I believe yes um I think it's just like something that's in the culture and that just it's not a big deal it's it is something that you're meant to just share openly. It's not like one of these procedures where you have to go and see the practitioner. I mean, every, I've seen a bunch of acupuncturists over the years and they, they all freely share whatever they can freely share. That is something that you can take home and do yourself like gua sha. <laughs> um, That's amazing. It's, yeah. There's, there's no reason why we can't all benefit from these, you know, ancestral practices. How did you come to um, body gua sha? Because that was before the facial introduction, right? Yeah. So that was um, just, I think it was a, an acupuncturist that I was seeing at the time. And I was fighting off a, a bug and they did it to me and mm. explained, you know, that. So when you do gua sha on the body, the point of it is to draw out we're called transient therapeutic petechia. So that's just a fancy way of saying like red bumps basically, or, or strips. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they show up as kind of streaks um, because you're, you're doing these long strokes. And so it's, it's bringing up this redness um, wherever the stroke has been. You can actually kind of tra- like follow where the redness is coming out. And so like on myself or my husband, we'll, like I said before, we'll, we'll trade uh, gua sha back massages and you just oh, kind of, sounds so amazing. it is so fantastic. And you, you start doing it and you see where the shock, the, the sha refers to the mark, the red mark, you see where it's coming out mm. and you can kind of trace it and follow it. And it will follow, um, some of the like nerve pathways sometimes. Um, oh, interesting. it'll sometimes it'll kind of neatly outline a muscle. Um, and it can be different every time. <laughs> That's so fascinating. I just got really excited. I was like, what? No. Like, would you see, um, it, do, do you think that each person has, like, do you find different common shaw marks between the two of you? Yes. Yeah. Like we both have our areas. We, I use the term junkie to describe it. It's totally scientific. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> I, I have a very junky left shoulder, like, you know, around my shoulder blade and like kind of leading up into my armpit. Like that is where 
I will need to have gua sha done. And sometimes I get acupuncture needles stuck in there too. Sometimes both at the same time. Sometimes my <laughs> doctor will do the scraping and draw out the shot and then do needles. Um, is it painful? It's, it can be a little uncomfortable. Um, but it's not, it's not very bad. Like you, you want to back off. If it feels like it's too painful, then that means you're doing too much. Um, yeah. Does it feel like massage painful or does it feel more like pointed than that? If it's similar to massage painful. Yeah. I mean, it is a type, mm. it's a type of massage. The, 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 the sensation at the surface of the skin is unique because mm. you are causing temporary inflammation with the scraping and drawing out the petechia and the like very slight bruising that can happen. But what's, what's so fascinating about that is with those with those marks being drawn out, that is where the the longer term anti-inflammatory um, action comes in. And this is what is so cool that I've read in some of the um, research that's been done in the West and at Harvard specifically. They did this. Um, they looked at. Hang on, let me let me look at my notes to make sure I say all of the. The, all of the things all of the things um well i feel like so you're you're obviously using like an oil yes during this process as well yes you have to use a facial oil or some kind of well on your face a facial oil on your body you can be a little more um you can use coconut i imagine yeah you could do coconut's a little thick i, I sesame oil is a little more traditional maybe or um more slippery or even tea oil like from the tea hmm. plant uh Hmm. Not not tea tree, but tea as in like from the plant that you drink. There's a tea oil. It's very oh. it's a lighter and um, there's even some preparations that have some Chinese herbs infused into them that you can use on your body that are kind of like anti-inflammatory um, herbs too. And like interesting menthol. I mean, we all know menthols can can help with pain and um, even congestion too if you're breathing in those vapors. Um. Well, I feel like there's um, something to, well, actually, you're the one that introduced this to me. There was this really interesting study that I has been much point of conversation in my life lately over uh, moisturizing the skin. Oh, yeah. And keeping some inflammatory markers lower in the older population. It really like this. That means a lot to me. I keep like if you keep your skin moisturized, this was the the gist of the study. Like I'll have Amanda send this all out to me. So I want you to send me that study because I can't find it on my own. Like I've been trying to find it and like bookmark it in places. And I was like, I'm just going to ask Amanda to send it to me because I think that there's something important to know about inflammation in the body in general. And when we're talking systemic inflammation, and what that can mean for uh, keeping some of these really mysterious things away in our body. Because, I mean, I look at my son. He has an inflamed esophagus all the time. And you can't tell me that it's just his esophagus. I mean, there has to be... Everything's connected, right? I know he's dealing with more inflammation in his body. And he has really dry skin. <laughs> like, really dry skin. And I find it interesting that he's nine years old. And that I could come at him with you need to keep your body moisturized because my whole point of like teaching my kids about their bodies is so that way they can have a healthier life even when I'm not around like they can make those choices to be like yeah I know I need to moisturize in my skin but at least they can understand why it's like if you can moisturize your skin keep those inflammation markers down then your whole body has a better chance of being healthy in the long run the this what study was it done do you remember where it was done the moisture, I can't remember, somewhere in the U.S., I'm pretty sure. Um, That's what I find so interesting because the U.S. usually does like really like, yeah, duh, we know this already, but they're just proving it, you know? Yeah. Like the whole study was based around 18 to 29 year olds and had them moisturize their skin. It was it three times a day, I think, something similar to that. And then they also did it in the population that was 80 plus years old and they measured their cytokines off of each other and they measured them beforehand and um, most cytokines are a sign of inflammation and later in life we know that more body parts are inflamed the cytokines go up Uh, I just recently did a blog post on aging skin and we we know that our skin is less likely to recover because there is more inflammation within the skin Mm -hmm. so and they measured those markers just by asking them to moisturize a certain amount three times about three times a day I think 
and they saw that the 80 year old plus community, their markers went down to the 18 to 29 year old markers. Wow. Like (laughs) does I, I, I can't. And that was systemic measurement. This wasn't like they were measuring like their skin density. They weren't measuring like, you know, how moisturized their skin stayed. I mean, this was like, this was the kind of level of blowing my mind in that that study did for me is the same thing that it did for me finding that they're you know they find parabens and that come out your urine from putting it on your face like yeah. that the, just the implications of those two things were enough for me to just my mind was blown <laughs> and because it doesn't tell us definitive things like you will prevent alzheimer's if you moisturize your body you know i mean and but that it doesn't need to it it's just the implication of the inflammatory markers going down also is another reason to do something like this where you are bringing inflammation down overall. Yeah. You're also moisturizing your body, which I think is really interesting in comparison to this study. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that it's the same inflammatory cytokines that go down um, with the moisturizing your body. And then also by doing gua sha, it's the same um, like tumor, necro- so tumor necrosis factor, alpha interleukin six, interleukin one B there. Like these are the, 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 the pro-inflammatory cytokines that are related to all kinds of um, chronic illness and especially the um, illnesses associated with aging, like you said. And oh, that's so fascinating. there's a term actually called inflammaging. <laughs> I, I read about that. Which, I think that's fascinating. Which just is basically, you know, a, a, a term for what we see happens as we all get older is that inflammation just goes up naturally and it's just cells stop kind of operating that normally protect and yeah i mean that we that's even true in the skin like Mm -hmm. i just finishing up a bunch of research for a blog blog article that i wrote on aging skin really kind of drew drove home a lot of concepts that i already knew about our skin but um learning more about the petechiae that happens in the skin with gua sha on the body and learning that it follows kind of some nerve pathways around muscles Mm -hmm. is so fascinating to me because our skin tends to be kind of the marker for the health of what's going on inside the body but that is such a real measurement that you can see and i think that that's valuable in itself to be able to see the sha marks and and say oh i have trouble in this area and try to understand what that means for our body like yeah. do you know a little bit about what that means um in your shoulder blade that you were talking about does that me- give you signs for something that's in your body or anything of the like yeah i mean sometimes it can be as simple as just having poor posture or spending too many hours at the computer or not getting enough exercise can lead to just muscle tension and tightness and that is one thing uh you know that's one of the big things that gua sha, whether you're doing it on your body or your face does, is it relieves mus- muscle tension. And um, it, mm-hmm. it, it can allow, when you do it repeatedly, it can allow you to see patterns in your body too. Like that, I, I know I have this chronically wonky, junky left shoulder, which I don't really, I think it's some kind of something congenital with my anatomy, like something's not quite symmetrical. I don't know. I mean, I've been working on this shoulder for years with all the acupuncture and gua sha and cupping. So I should have said earlier on in this conversation that gua sha is kind of like a sister um, technique to cupping, which I think... More- I was going to ask about that because it seems similar-ish. Yeah. And more people seem to be familiar with cupping. It kind of became really famous when Michael Phelps showed up to the Olympics just gonna say, with all the marks. Olympics was enough. <laughs> and then now Olympics. it's like, oh yeah, all these athletes, you see them with cupping marks. But Oh, I see people with cup marks all the time now. Yeah. And I see there's even um in, up here in Portland, there are cupping studios. Just that's all they do. They cup. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> or predominantly they cup, which I think is fascinating. And actually, I had my acupuncturist did uh, cupping on my face, but it's not mm-hmm. what it sounds like. It's not like I, don't, I didn't get any of the markings yeah. from it. It was more of a lymphatic drainage style reason for doing it. But um, I think there's something about, and even my chiropractor, he does, he calls it giving you nerve room. <laughs> he comes in and he pulls on skin and, and um, basically like manually like wiggles it around a little bit. Mm. Uh, and I think there's something to that, like about giving room in your skin to your muscles mm. and like, you know, allowing the stagnation to naturally resolve itself. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you, he did that 
if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about this. I had he had that um, I had this weird hip issue that was like not painful, but felt unstable and stiff when I was lifting. And that was new. And um, I had told my chiropractor about it. And he did that nerve room thing. And he grabbed the skin like right below my hip bone and like wiggled it around. And it was kind of it's just a, a very sensitive skin area and I was sore for like a week like a solid week like yeah. skin texture like just touching it was sore but dang I felt good afterwards like in my lifting like I felt so good in my lifting very quickly after he actually had me do a few squats to see how I felt and it was the first time I'd had I felt stable and I felt I didn't feel that stiff, weird feeling in my hip, um, but it came back. And so I had to do some physical therapy to, you know, really work it out. But it allowed the physical therapist to go, OK, I know what's going on based on what happened with giving that room. So there's there's definitely something to your skin and how it affects your muscles and how it all works together. Totally. So 100 percent. So do you, was, is there a, like a more official term for that? Thing. there is he's told it to me several times he he actually let me see if I can pull it up like he um has just started an Instagram and he's like still kind of figuring out his Instagram stuff but he um talked about it and it's actually a technique that I think he learned in school huh. um let's see it was a specific treatment called dermal traction method it's pretty fascinating yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And he, um, this was something that he wanted to talk about more often because he felt like he's seen the most change in his patients. And he actually did a similar method on my foot because I got in a car accident the night before I left for Summit last year oh for Beauty Counter Summit at like 5 p.m. And I got on an airplane at 5 a.m. It was it was awesome. Like, but truly one of the better things that's ever happened to me because then my insurance covered a lot more massage and chiropractic care. Yes. So I can't get mad at the time. I was just, I was really stressed out about it, but, um, it was one of those things that I started having tingling around one of my shoulder blades and in two of my toes on my right side and was all on my right side. Mm. And he worked on me for, I think four or five sessions and I had no resolution in the tingling in my toes, but I did in my shoulder blade. And he just, it, he just really like, hmm, like I really gave him a puzzle there because it was like numbness and tingling in my two toes just next to my big toe. And finally one day he was just like, okay, um, I'm actually going to cup the top of your foot <laughs> and we're going to see how that goes. And I was like the top of my foot. And he did, he cupped the top of my foot right at the base of my toes. And it was almost instantaneous like that I felt relief and wow. he had to cut me two more times after that over I think like a six week period but it fixed it wow. it was like the only thing that gave me relief in that weird tingly like sensation that I had in my toes so there's just there's so much to how our body all interacts with itself you know so it looks like the doctor that he learned it from is dr justin dean who is a sports therapist chiropractor and the inventor of dermal traction and i guess it's got its own instagram page dermal traction method very it's, interesting it is pain relief by targeting small nerves i just find the whole thing just super fascinating because i have found relief from it so um i can see how Gua Sha is a part of that. And I can also yeah. see how cupping is part of that. Acupuncture. I think that a lot of those things are wildly misunderstood everywhere except for Chinese medicine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you had advice for a beginner, because I think most of my audience has heard of Gua Sha or it's like somewhere on the periphery or they've been to or they've been had cupping and, you know, things like that. Like if you had an advice for a beginner, what would be some tangible things that they could take with them well first of all you should read my blog post because yes you should that it's will, super comprehensive that will explain everything and there's uh i have well at the time we're recording this i have two youtube videos one of them is kind of like if you don't want to read you just want to listen to me explain all the things and then demonstrate it it really helps oh demonstration it really helps it's kind of like monkey see monkey do like you see you watch yeah. someone do it 
Um, there's only really a couple of principles to kind of keep in mind when you're doing it. Um, some, some best practices, but here, here's something, here's something. And this is something I talked to my acupuncturist about because I had showed him, like when he first told me to start doing gua sha, I of course dove into the internet and just took in all the information I could find. And what I saw is that there are some people who like to pretend like they've invented gua sha. <laughs> like they're the ones oh, that came geez. up with it and they, oh, boy. and they have one method, like their one method is the one way you're supposed to do it. And mm -hmm. that's like saying there's only one way to dance or that there's only one way <laughs> to give a back massage, right? Think about all the different yeah. ways you can give a back massage. There's, there's a couple of different, um, uh, what am I think parameters of how you're using the tool that you can vary and it will change the outcome. I mean, some people only want to mm. do gua sha for very superficial cosmetic benefit reasons for the lifting and sculpting effect that it has. And yes, there are some techniques that are very specific to that. There's te techniques that are more specific to deeper muscle release. There's techniques that are more specific to lymphatic drainage. And then there's mm. like what I do is kind of a mix of all three, um, very holistic and approaching from all these different ways. But, but my message here is that there is no one way to do it. And if anyone tells you this is the one way to do it, then please don't, please don't believe them because it's not true. <laughs> Turn and run. Um, I mean, I've gotten some helpful tidbits from some of these people that have this attitude. My acupuncturist called them YouTubers on a high horse. <laughs> it just cracked me up. <laughs> I feel like that's such great knowledge for anything that you're researching, but specific to something that can seem so specific, but it's really a a method that can be if you understand the mechanics of what's happening yeah. behind it you can probably make a lot of your own decisions and you're not doing it quote unquote wrong right you know right there's there's not really much you can do wrong i mean you could do it mm -hmm. ineffectively um and there's we should we should also talk about some of the contraindications for for this but for beginners oh yes but but for beginners getting started um you need to get a tool you definitely need to purchase Something. Okay. And th this is going to crack you up. So I forgot to say this in the beginning when we were talking about the tools, but you can actually use a ceramic soup spoon to do gua sha. Like the kind of spoons really? that the, that usually like Chinese restaurants, you know, that. Oh. Oh, is that why they have that? <laughs> I was always wondering where that shape came from. It's such an interesting shape. It's an interesting shape. And it's actually really amazing for doing uh, gua sha. I, I will, I, before I owned any gua sha tools, I would use a, a spoon to do it on my, um, my neck and back. And I've done it. I love that. I know. And I've done it on my face. Use too. what you got. Yeah, and it works because it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool material. It's um, smooth. It has rounded edges. That's what you want it to have. Um, but there are mm, something okay. like, I don't know, a dozen or, or more kind of classical gua sha tool shapes. Mm -hmm. No, like there's not one that's any better than any others. Um, it does sound like there's a Ferrari, though. There, I saw your stories the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. But that thing was impressive. It's, yeah, it's it's made by an acupuncturist, actually. She designed um, mm. her own unique uh, design that's just really meant to be optimized in all the possible ways for gua sha. Um, and I've been playing with this tool. So her name is um, Sandra Lan Lansheen, I think is how she says her name, or, or Lanshin. I, I, I should have. She's her Instagram was was pretty impressive. I saw it from your post. Yeah. No, she 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 shares a lot of really helpful information about uh, gua sha. She pronounces it gua gua sha. She doesn't pronounce the H in it. Oh, no, I pronounce it again too. <laughs> but, I'm like, oh man. But my acupuncturist says gua sha, so I think it's either okay. either or. Um, oh, interesting. But you, well, we'll link her in the show notes for you guys to check her out if you want to like check somebody out who's really doing stuff on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but wa watch some videos. I mean, you can start with my video. You know, beware if you start following like hashtags on Instagram because there are people that yeah. I don't want to say they're doing it wrong. It's just like not they, they could not as effective. Not as effective. Yeah. And they're yeah. maybe not going to see the results that they're looking for. Um, but you can vary the amount of pressure that you're applying to do to target different kind of layers, like the really light pressure is more 
for lymph and around your eyes. Like you want to be super careful always whenever you're touching around your eyes. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. But with the gua sha tool, especially you want to kind of use feather light pressure around your eye or on the under eye at least. I really dig in on my eyebrow though, because that's where I need it. Like that's where I feel the tension. And I think that's why I get that extreme lifting effect um, with my eyelid on my right eye is because of releasing all the tension that's in my eyebrow. Um, yeah. If you put too much Botox there, you get the Corella DeVille eyebrows. Ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Funny fact for the day. Wow. <laughs> so I can see that. Like if you're really releasing the tension just above, huh. like that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, and then the angle that you're holding it against your skin can make a big difference. Um, when you're doing it on your body, it's more at a wider angle. So you can do it at like 90 degrees or mm-hmm. just below that to like really draw out the marks. Now you don't want that on your face. Um, even though technically the marks are beneficial, if you draw them out on your face, it's just might scare everybody, right? It's just not that <laughs> great to leave the house with that look. It's not very flattering. How long does it take for it to resolve? Well, so I've accidentally, drawn out marks on my face when I'm working on a mm-hmm. junky area. It's like, oh, I need this here. And then, oh, hey, look, I caused a red mark on the face when it's really faint like that. It's like a day. Um, mm. The deeper ones on the back, I've had them last for up to a week, depending on how vigorously I was given gua sha. Um, I feel like I've accidentally brought out those petechiae. I like carrying a bag that's too heavy on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's what a hickey is too, actually, is same the same kind of uh so i guess hickeys are (laughs) anti-inflammatory ergo (laughs) (laughs) who knew who knew see ma hickeys are fine (laughs) (laughs) oh man so tell me a little bit about what the contraindication so who shouldn't be taking a look at gua sha or maybe what's not an appropriate moment for somebody in their that moment in their life well you mentioned botox like you're not even supposed to touch your face after you get Botox, right? So right, you're not, yeah, you don't want that traveling. You shouldn't be massaging it. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You would probably know better than I would what the like. What's the time frame after you get a Botox inje- injection that it would be safe to do a facial massage? Is it like a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Uh, professionally speaking, it's usually like a week, but that's kind of being overly protective. Mm-hmm. But um, because we just each person's so bio individual, we don't know. It, it's really when you notice that your muscle has like is more frozen like sometimes it can take it can take up to a week for it to really go into effect sometimes two weeks for depending on how big the muscle is where it is that sort of a thing um but i would be very careful on your face for a full week just because you don't want it traveling it doesn't yeah. take a full week for it to really like um become absorbed and stationary in its place because it's such a small amount um when it's on the face um now if you are having it done in like your armpits and things like that it that that's a lot of units that's a lot of botox why do you get yes armpit botox i've never even heard of that i know that sounds silly but it's actually for people that have excessive sweating so um we saw um quite a few people with type 1 diabetes that i'm talking like sweat from your elbow down to your waist Mm -hmm. like that's it like excess I'm not talking oh I have embarrassing tacos I'm talking like I have to change my shirt four times a day like and so it's it's pretty life-changing for people in that situation but I would be very slow to do any massage in those areas or even like even on the outside of the armpits Mm -hmm. if you're having Botox done because you really need to give it time to do its job so hmm. that's that's my thoughts on botox and touching and yeah facial and well same with um uh injections like juvederm for like your lips and the nasolabial folds yes. or if you get injection done on your cheeks shoe i would be i would be very careful about doing gua sha on any of those areas like i've had my lips injected i'll probably be doing very light gua sha around my lips until i know it's like been metabolized yeah to be honest yeah and and that could take six months so. Yeah, that's what I've. That's my understanding as well. That you don't want to do it on top of anything, an injectable filler, because you'll move it around. It'll move. Yeah, it'll move, <laughs> and that's it's not as not pretty. I've seen it. It's like this, <laughs> yeah, just don't, just don't get like a so. weird lump in your <laughs> cheek or something. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 it can separate from the rest of the group, and it can look lumpy, oh, and no. it's it's not good. So if you're getting injections like that, like 
just be careful in there. Actually, that brings up another question. If you have had injections done, is it still appropriate? Like, let's let's say I could do it on my forehead, but I won't do it on my lips. Is that still effective? Yes, you can definitely skip over parts of your face if you need to. Um, if you have some kind of significant skin pathology too, like really bad acne or really active really rosacea acne. or um, any kind of inflamed painful red area on the skin, whatever that psoriasis, probably eczema, any of that, any of those things, mm-hmm. you don't want to be scraping on top of that because you're just going to cause irritation. So, you know, say for example, you just get acne on your chin, then you just skip your chin. You just work around it. Um, and actually, professionally speaking, I can tell you that that um, gua sha can actually significantly lessen the time that your breakout is happening mm-hmm. because a lot of times that congestion or um, the breakouts you're seeing in the hormonal areas, they ju- you just need some movement to help the body resolve it yeah. or bring the inflammation down because acne can be very inflammatory in nature. It can be like slow cell turnover rate. Th- those two things combined can really um, affect how our body rids itself of the acne in the first place so if anything like I would do it around yes but not on absolutely do it around and really focus on the neck work the downward yeah. neck work because if you look at the anatomy of the lymphatic system of the head um you, you have all of these the the tiny like lymph capillaries that turn into the vessels and then they drain it, it starts in the center of your face and it goes towards the outside of your um kind of like along your hairline in front of your ears. And then mm-hmm. um, the only place in the body where the lymphatic system uh, it, it interacts with the circulatory system happens right below your collarbone. Um, the Everything drains and goes into um, at the subclavian vessel. Cla- clavicle is your uh, collarbone, right? So doing gua sha and, and, and doing these, these, these movements from the center of your face outward and then down the side of your neck you're really aiding this lymphatic um, mm-hmm. drainage. And it's so helpful. That's fascinating. It's so helpful. You know, honestly, that's one of the first things that I do for my kids when they get upper respiratory um, colds, infections, and things like that, mm-hmm. is that I have them lay in my lap and I I basically do that downward drainage on the side of their neck. Uh, and Because one, I think it it's comforting to have somebody you love doing some sort of like massage or you know it's kind of a comforting feeling really and two um they're all going because they like really the drainage is very physical oh yeah it's a a legit thing oh that so it's like if you that happens oh it happens happen in gua sha oh every day (laughs) every day (laughs) i'll that's awesome yeah yeah every day because i i start on the neck and i think i mean technically you could skip the neck work but it's but just, no, it's hard to, but it's no, really, everybody skips the neck and their skincare too. Stop it. I know. I mean, <laughs> in some ways the neck is the most important, um, mm-hmm. for the lymphatic drainage, for helping the face to just flush out all of the old debris and tissue and to just help the lymph get out of your face. You need to open up the channels in your neck and, um, you don't want to get get it all gunked up at like the freeway entrance, right? It's like, exactly. <laughs> um, it's like move on, people, move it on. <laughs> but it's it, yeah. Like I start on the neck, and like just a couple strokes in, and I'm like, <laughs> like I feel it, like I can feel it happening, and there's, it's it's really amazing. It's it's so. I bet you this time of year it'd be great for people with seasonal allergies. Oh, it's so great for for seasonal allergies. Okay, people, start now. Okay, so that brings me to my last question for you because we got to wrap it up here. Where do you look for gua sha tools? Do you have a recommendation that you'd send people to? So my the first tools I got I got them from my acupuncturist um, because he I knew he would have good quality, um, and then you know. Of course, I started talking about it and everyone's like, well, I want them and I can't get them from your acupuncturist. So I started exploring the options on Amazon. Um, And there are some decent options that are very affordable. There's there's one set in particular that um, I have. It's three pieces and it's 20 bucks. Um, what? yeah, it's really inexpensive. And then you have the Ferrari of tools, the one by uh, (laughs) Lanshin. It's one hundred twenty five dollars. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful and it's worth every single penny. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it absolutely is worth every 
penny. Um, it is. Wow. I know how hard that is to say <laughs> when you, it's a, such an expensive tool. It's like, you really have to vet it and use it. And like, it must be fabulous then. It, the, the feel of the, the way the stone is carved, the way it just, it just like melts into your skin. Um, it is, Ooh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> it is just, and it, and it also has all of these features, like these specific like points and there's a comb edge on it. The comb edge is what you use to kind oh. of like buff out fine lines. And it, there were so many cool textures on that. Thing. Yeah. And then there's this other, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a groove. And so when you lay it flat against your skin, mm. it like kind of like, it's, it's just like hugging your skin and just getting this extra pull and tech. Like, it's just, it's hard to explain. It's so hard to explain. It just feels so good. Amazing. And it, it, I feel that it's doing more than just a flat edge tool. Um, wow. yeah. So it's just, it's really nice, but you can also, you know, you can, you can get a couple of individual tools on Amazon. Like you can buy a comb edge tool on Amazon to supplement. And I've done that. I've, I've used, you know, two or three different tools in one session, but it's some, there's something nice about just having one tool that you're holding in your hand. And oh yeah. You're just adjusting the way that you're holding it. Yeah. Totally get that. So our, um, I've seen some people use, it's more, it's not even gua sha at this point, but like the jade rollers mm -hmm. and the rose court rollers, because it's rolling, it's not really doing the scraping method. That's most effective. I'd imagine. Yeah. I call, I call rolling gua sha light. And rolling can be mm -hmm. really useful for a couple of reasons. Um, if you, if your skin is just very, very sensitive, like there are some people that mm. even with really good lubrication and a really nice tool with a nice smooth edge, it just is too intense. Like they have too much stagnation. I've had some people send me messages and say that it really hurts. And I'm like, don't do anything. Please don't. If it really hurts, please don't yeah. do it. Take a step back. Please. If you can find someone local to you who is an expert, go see an acupuncturist, go to a, find a spa that specializes in it, something. But if someone has absolutely neglected, you know, and, and this could happen with like a body massage too. someone who's never had any kind of like back massage and has tons of tension, mm -hmm. like even a very basic massage can be super painful. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I bet. the same thing can be true on your face. So if, if gua sha is just too intense, you could start with a roller and, and just okay. get some movement going. It's much, much gentler. Um, and it can also be a little bit easier to use the roller in the delicate under eye area um, versus mm -hmm. the gua sha. Like you have to really have a steady hand and it, it's, it, it's. Try to keep the same, same pressure is probably really challenging across. Yeah. Like yeah, it is, it is tricky. Um, and so it's a little easier and I guess more foolproof to just use the roller. Um, the other thing that the roller is really nice for, sometimes I'll use a roller at the end of a gua, gua sha session if I feel mm -hmm. like. I have too much oil on my skin. I mean, the gua sha itself really works your skincare products in. Um, yeah, I bet. And we didn't talk about this, but it's really, it's a really nice thing to do at the end of your skincare routine. I was just going to um, say, I, as a professional on my end, I would recommend doing it at the end. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I recommend ending their routine with an oil anyway, yeah. a facial oil. And man, I bet you that super helps with absorption. Yeah. And that's a huge problem for people is product absorption, just trying to get it in your skin. Yeah. Because the mass majority of people that I've come across have slow cell, cell turnover rate problems, which just gets worse as we get older, right. essentially. Yeah. So ending with something that's helping product absorption. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Totally. And and if you're and if you're really pressed for time, because gua sha really, you should try to carve out 10 or 15 minutes. And I know that can be a lot to ask. Um, especially in people's mornings routines, I, I will never miss a morning routine after seeing the, the visual difference that it makes in my face. You know, the way I look, but. it's like more important than makeup in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's part of like, that's going to help people get their skincare routine in, in the morning too, is I'm like, if you make room for it, I betcha it's like becomes part of your, yeah. like, you need breakfast. Well, you need skincare too. Right. <laughs> but if like 10 to 15 minutes for gua sha is too much, I mean, you could, you can just use the, the roller. Um, the principles are, are very similar in terms of the direction that you want to go. But I've never felt that like sinus drainage thing happen from doing just rolling. I've done experiments to see like, can I elicit that same response? And I can't do it in me. I, I, I've heard from some other people that they do notice it. So I don't know what the... What did you call it? In what? 
the, the, the just the drainage, like where you feel the, the lymph mm. drainage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I think that sometimes the pressure is the, the important part. Yeah. The only time I've ever um, recommended a roller for somebody that I felt like really needed was somebody that needed the anti-inflammatory property to it because of the cooling oh yeah behind it and they couldn't then they had too many breakouts that they really there wasn't it was more economical to get like something that would just be cold for their face mm-hmm. and and then we gradually moved them into something that was going to be more lymphatic drainage nature to for them and um i've also had people that won't skip a morning with their roller for their eyes because they don't feel awake until they do it because there's so much puffiness yeah so they're gonna get a lot of benefits yeah well shoot i'm so thankful that you did this yeah thank you i'm there's so much information like i I feel like we could do a part two let's do it (laughs) i still feel like there's a lot to say (laughs) thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.